Welcome to the Lead a New Future podcast. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, a senior leadership trainer with close to two decades of experience. The leadership I'm about is one that values respect and transparency while harnessing our ability to effect change. With a clinical background, I've worked within highly acclaimed leadership teams in the health sector of New Zealand before spending a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences across multiple countries. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is just as important within our homes as it is within every level of our community, teams and organisations. In this podcast, you'll find a variety of conversations that connect to our leadership and our lives, where we can impact what matters, where it matters. Let's get into it. My intention is that every single episode is a conversation that has you leave the episode connected to your power and absolutely ready to go and smash your own next level. Uh, This particular conversation is foundational to what is to come. My intention is that you're going to leave this conversation really connected in a big way to your own power, your capability, and your gifts, and just ready to go, you know what, frick it, stuff all of the self-doubt or the fears that I may have, I'm going to go and do it anyway. But not just from a conceptual point of view, from an actual like a switch has been flicked within you. That is my intention for this conversation that we're about to have. And this conversation is like the uh, <laughs> my previous lifetime before this. I was actually a registered nurse, true story. And so this is like your nursing treatment plan for self-doubt or fear or any of that stuff that is coming up that's stopping you from going all in on your next level. This conversation is like your nursing treatment plan. So in advance, you're very, very welcome. (laughs) I have a piece of paper, a little sticky note right on my laptop in front of me, and it says this. I want women to get how fucking capable and extraordinary they already are despite the self-doubt. And that's where we're going to start right now. Now, this little kind of timeout moment. What I'm about to say at first glance might feel like, oh, this is not revolutionary. But there is a difference between understanding something as a concept and actually getting it in your cells. And you want to get that with what we're about to talk about. Because when you get this in your cells, and this conversation could be the very conversation that actually flicks that switch for you where you get it cellular and it is the thing that makes the freaking difference to you. When you get it in your cells, this is a game changer. And it was it was the game changer for me that allowed me to go from feeling uh, stuck in the back seat and, you know, my background was was real stuckness, drug addiction, anorexia, all the rest of it. And then to really go, you know what, bugger that, bugger it. I'm, I'm actually going to do the things I'm here to do. I'm actually going to be the woman that I'm here to be regardless of dot, dot, dot. And we're going to talk about what dot, dot, dot means in a minute. But this is a game-changing conversation if you really allow it to be. So with that being said, I feel like doing a little drum roll. (laughs) That was my drum roll, by the way. Here it is. The self-doubt 
the fear, the uncertainty and the hesitation that comes as a result of that, the self-doubt, it means diddly freaking squat. It means nothing. You know, when I got that, a couple of things happened. I stopped trying to make self-doubt go away. And I can't tell you how many, how, how long and I spent and how much energy I spent trying to eliminate self-doubt. And all of that trying to eliminate self-doubt, I could have redirected the energy into just doing the things that I was called to, doing it anyway. And I guess for all of those years that I was trying to eliminate self-doubt, I thought wrongfully that there was, or mistakenly, I thought that there was a place that I would get to where the self-doubt would just suddenly be gone. And it was that fictitious illusion that kept me trapped in the cycle of trying to eliminate self-doubt and then waiting for the self-doubt to actually go before I did the thing that I felt called to. And it's a vicious cycle because the more you think that you've got to have the self-doubt go before you can do the thing and take that big next action or take that big next step towards your next big thing, then you stay stuck in a place where the self-doubt spins and actually gathers momentum. And you also don't put yourself in the position where you develop confidence and skill set at the next level. So it becomes a very vicious cycle. What I learned and not from just a theoretical point of view, but I, I got it in my cells, was that the self-doubt, it ain't going away. It's a human experience. And so therefore, I got to stop waiting for it and I got to do the thing anyway. And it was the game changer. Because here's the thing, we're always going to feel some level of self-doubt pop in and pop out depending on what's going on. And it might just be that, you know, you've kind of developed the space of chronic, well, chronic worry and self-doubt. And it's because you've kind of been feeling like stuck in a rut for a very long time and that that's built, built up quite a bit of momentum. And because it's built up so much momentum, then it really feels very true. And it just is so much in your face, right? Or it might be that, you know, you're actually... Uh, have been playing at a certain level for a period of time, but you're, but you've gotten used to that level. And that if you were to go to a new level and really kind of, um, up level yourself, then as you go to that next big level, it is human nature that self doubt kicks in whenever we go to a new level. I, uh, had a friend that uh, we were talking about eight months ago, and, and when she was being when she was interviewing me, and she said, "Kate, I actually thought that I had made it." She said, "I thought that I'd got to this place where I just made it, like I'd sorted out self doubt, I'd sorted it all out." She said, "I wasn't feeling um, all those feelings that I used to feel once upon a time." She said, and then she uh, realized, because she kept watching other people play at the next level, she realized that this thing that was in the back of her mind, which was that she wanted to become a speaker, she realized that she hadn't been actioning that. She realized, and it was kind of like a blinding flash of the obvious, that that dream of being a speaker, she had parked it. And she had had all of these stories that she had bought into, like, I'll do it one day, I'll do it when I'm ready, I'll do it when I have this, I'll do it when I have that. And she realized that, oh, all of those stories are kind of like a whole lot of bullshit. Like, there is no 
time that would finally come when she was actually ready to be a speaker. She was ready to be a speaker now, but she had bought into the fears and the doubts and she had masked the fears and doubts with rational justifications of why not now, you know? So she hadn't realized that she was actually buying into the fears and doubts underneath, but she, what she had done was she had dialed down her capacity and she was living in this zone of comfort that didn't really challenge her, but it also didn't fulfill her. And so she realized that like in a blinding flash of the obvious and decided to become the speaker now that she wanted to be and decided to put herself into positions of developing skill sets of speaking and not just going to Toastmasters, but getting herself out on stages, getting herself out in front of cameras. And as she did it, guess what happened? All of the fears and the self-doubt, they rushed to the surface. And she said that she felt like she had uh, like gone back to the, she felt like she had never done any work on herself before. And yet, you know, she was an established coach for many, many years, really uh, an extraordinary woman. But it, all of the fears came to the surface. Why? Because she was in front of cameras for the first time in new ways, because she was on stages for the first time in new ways. And the self-doubt came back. Why? Because when you go to your next level, as humans, we're designed to have that stuff come up. And the thing is, uh, when we realize that it just happens like that, we then realize that it actually doesn't mean anything about us and our capabilities, right? Her getting out on a stage and the self-doubt that was now in her face, it didn't mean anything about her. What it did mean was that, hey, yeah, I'm now, I'm now out of this kind of numb, tranquilized comfort zone that was all to do with familiar, but to be honest, didn't really fulfill me. Certainly didn't challenge me, but it didn't fulfill me either. Now I'm actually out in the arena of my dreams, Now I'm out in the arena of my next level. And on one hand, there is deep fulfillment here. And on the other hand, there is the self-doubt that's come up. Ah, Guess what? Self-doubt means diddly squat when you step into your next arena. The issue comes, here's the thing. The issue comes when we don't understand the role of that self-doubt when we don't understand that that self-doubt is going to come up. When we don't understand that, we misinterpret it. And the issue comes not because of the self-doubt coming up. It becomes it, it comes because we misinterpret the self-doubt and we make it mean something that it's not. We make it mean the thing that it's saying. So if it says, you're not good enough to do this. Who are you to be up on a stage or who are you to be doing this thing or blah, blah, blah. Whatever it's telling us, we believe what it's telling us. And that's the issue because we believe what it's telling us. We then buy into it and that becomes our experience. We start living within the experience of I'm not supposed to be doing this. And as a result, at some stage, if it's misinterpreted, usually it knocks us off the path that we were heading in and knocks us back into the space where it's familiar and comfortable and feels safe to that part of us that felt afraid. And so you get to see through that, that the issue is not the self-doubt. The issue is that we misinterpret what the self-doubt is 
and we believe it because we add meaning to it. So the thing that that made the difference to me, the game changer for me when I got it in my cells was that I realized that the self-doubt meant diddly squat. And I realized that to some extent at different points, it's always going to be there. And therefore, I actually don't have to make it mean anything. I don't even have to believe it. I don't have to buy into it. But also, and this part here gave me real freedom, and I really had to figure this one out for myself. I really didn't have to make it go away either. How freeing is is that? Tell you what, it was the game changer for me because as long as I realized that the self-doubt wasn't going away, I didn't have to try and make it go away and therefore that energy freed me up and I got to redirect that energy into taking the freaking action, (laughs) doing the damn thing. And so what happened was over time, the more I would just do the thing that I felt afraid of, do it anyway, despite the fear, then I developed underneath a real confidence despite the fear. And so now, you know, many years of doing this, I have a huge experience of what it is to be afraid and to do it anyway. And that afterwards, what comes in is experience and expansion and uh, knowledge and confidence. And I realize that at every new level for myself, that's actually going to be the natural evolution as long as I put myself into the place of doing the thing that I know that I'm called to, that I know I feel nudged to, despite the fears that come up, I just have to do it anyway. And as a result of taking that one simple action of doing it anyway, what I guarantee for myself is expansion, is growth, is increased skill set, is the ability also to have a really fulfilled life. Um, I am... You probably heard it from the intro. I'm the founder of She, which is Australasia's largest women's leadership and empowerment event. And I've got to tell you, that was birthing She. Uh, You know, at She, we have uh, a huge room full of extraordinary women and the energy is insane. It's over three days and we have celebrity guest speakers, like literally the top keynotes that I could possibly, like, it's just amazing. Our vision for she is really big. It's, it's huge. It's like a thing that, you know, when she happens, you kind of feel like a bomb go off that end of the world and it creates a ripple effect of really women getting their power and then going to pass it forward. So anyway, I can talk about she for ages. My point of saying this is that I always wanted to create this. And I remember thinking for myself, I want to create that women's event. I want to make a difference that for women so that women really freaking get their power. And it's in a different way than what I see a lot of the stuff that's out there at the moment. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I have this belief that if I see a gap of what's required, that it's not up to other people to provide it, that, you know, if I see it, that it's up to me to provide, I have that belief. And so I, as I thought of doing this event, I noticed the sneaky little thought in the background of my mind of, ah, awesome, but I'll do it next year. And I caught it because I know how easy it is to think, 
I want to do this. And then the, like the wolf in sheep's clothing thought of I'll do it next year or I'll do it when the kids leave home. I'm also a mum to two teenagers or I'll do it when I have the finances or the resources. Right. And that secondary thought of I'll do it when dot, dot, dot masks fear is what I found. I found that it masks fear and self-doubt because when I saw that and I challenged myself on my own thinking, I realized that I do want to do this now, but I was scared. Yep, I was scared. Who am I to do it, right? It's my own next level. So all of the things came up. Who am I to do it? Um, I don't know how to pull it off. It really is next level. Like my vision is huge with it. And I don't have the, didn't have the roadmap for it. Right. And it's also a huge financial investment. People wouldn't even realize like it is, you know, to pull off one sheet, it is a huge financial investment. Um, and so, you know, there is risk to take that on, to take on a financial investment of about $350,000 to $400,000 for an event. You know, what if tickets don't sell, blah, blah, blah. So all of that comes up. What I've realized is that we have thoughts, we always have nudges. But with them are the thoughts, and they're very um, under the surface of, okay, well, I'll do it next time, or I'll do it when the kids leave home. They usually mask the fear. Now, in my experience of working as a registered nurse many years ago, I would nurse people at the end of their lives, and what I heard time and time again from people was that they would say when they're at the end of their lives that they regret They regretted not doing the things that they were called for. And what they would talk about was that they, they believed the stories that they would tell themselves of that they would get around to it, they'd get around to it on Monday or they'd get around to it here, they'd get around to it when the kids left home, all of these stories, they realized that they were actually not the truth and that it was just a patterned way of postponing that thing but also feeling kind of satisfied that, yeah, I'm going to do it. But it becomes a pattern of just not owning your power. Why? Because it, it conceals fear. So, as I pushed play and decided that I'm not okay with tolerating concealing fear and pushing off the things that I'm capable of now, and I am going to say yes to it now, not knowing how to pull it off at this stage, but I'm going to say yes anyway, I'm going to put a stake in the ground by saying yes, claiming it, putting the date on it, booking the venue, paying the deposit, right? All of those things are big stakes in the ground, so therefore I'm then required to show up at a new level, and guess what happens as a result? I'm going to pull it off. I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to grow as a result. See, when we let self-doubt be in the driver's seat with its hands on the steering wheel, we tell ourselves little stories of why we can't do things, and therefore we stay stuck in comfort zones that on one one level they don't grow us, but on the other level they actually also don't fulfill us. And we go through life, and I see this as such a thing, as people go through life feeling very stuck at certain levels, whether it's financially, relationship-wise, fulfillment-wise, how they feel about themselves, just contrary, like multiple levels. People feel stuck at levels, but they don't know how to get themselves out of it. But they've also convinced themselves of all of the reasons of why they can't pull the pin on that thing that's nudging them on the inside, right? Now, the topic of this conversation, remember, is the self-doubt means doesn't mean anything. The self-doubt means diddly squat. So 
here I was at the last she event that we did and I was, uh, you know, we had big speakers on the stage. One speaker had created a $500 million company. Another speaker had created a $90 million company. Another speaker had created a $700 million company. And, uh, you know, other speakers had millions of followers, like women who have achieved a lot. And the whole purpose is that I wanted to have women along who have played full out and I wanted them to have or wanted real conversations where we talked about what does it actually take to take something from an idea and birth it into a giant. Now, here's the thing. Most of those speakers, extraordinary women who have created gigantic results, most of them felt nervous before they went on stage. Yep, I know. In fact, I was talking to Lorna Jane, who she was very generous, the Lorna Jane, who birthed Lorna Jane, um, the active wear brand. That's a $500 million company. So she, you know, her story of how she got to that is just so amazing. When I was talking with her up in the green room before the event, before she went on stage, she was getting her hair and makeup done, and she was nervous. She was nervous about going on stage. This woman is a business giant, Now, I'm sharing that because she shared about it also so publicly with all the women when she was up on stage. She's talked about how she was nervous prior to coming on. You know, such a generous woman to actually be able to say that. And everyone in the room really got something from that because they realized that, jeepers, this woman is one of the um, most powerful women in business kind of really, you know, like of our time down this end of the world, $600 million company she's, she's created. And yet she felt nervous stepping onto the stage to do a talk right? What I want you to get from that is that the fear doesn't necessarily go away. The self-doubt doesn't necessarily go away. But what she, what Lorna could see is she's just got so much capacity to see it for what it is, right? And that's the point of this conversation team is that I want you to see your own self-doubt and your own fears or your own insecurities as what they are and stop misinterpreting them and making meaning out of what they're telling you and basically believing what they're telling you. You know, we each have 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of them are naturally negative. We've got a, um, as neuroscientists call it, a negativity bias. When you get that, you stop making the negativity thoughts really mean something and kind of develop, I suppose, an approach where you can have those um, negativity thoughts be a little bit more Teflon-like, right? Let them slip off a little bit more rather than grabbing onto them and following the thought in the direction of the rabbit hole that it's sending you down, right? You know, so Lorna Jane talked about how she was nervous about getting on stage. Every, almost every freaking speaker that jumped up on stage felt nervous. There was one particular speaker who's a like huge, she's another giant in the industry. Uh, she was so extraordinarily nervous before her talk that her team came to get me to take me up to the green room to talk her through what she was experiencing so that she felt confident enough to step up on stage. I want you to hear from this that it's okay to feel self-doubt. It's actually okay. It's okay that it's in the car with you. <laughs> What's not okay is that when you let self-doubt get into the driver's seat with its hands on the steering wheel and have you, as a result of that, 
hold yourself back and not take the actions and not be the person that you're here to be and not do the things that you know you're called to, that's when it's not okay. That's when it sucks because that's when it becomes a vicious cycle. The moment you misinterpret the self-doubt, you make it mean something about you and you get stuck at that level again. And therefore, the more you get stuck at that level, the more evidence you have to stay stuck at that level and the uh, more that kind of creates a vicious cycle. Here's the way out, my friends, to know that self-doubt and the fear and the, the stuff that comes with that, it is just purely a normal part of being a human being. We all feel self-doubt from time to time. Therefore, when it comes up for, for you, I want you to hear this conversation. I want you to hear my voice in your head in that moment saying, this means diddly squat about you. And you don't even have to try and eliminate it. Maybe just pop the self-doubt into the back seat of the car and have you with your knowingness of and, and, and connect and tap into that part of you because there is a part of you that does know, right? That does know that you've got capabilities and you've got skills and that you can do this next level. Then have that part of you sit in the, in the driver's seat with its hands on the steering wheel and you can let self-doubt wrap it away in the background, but you are the one that gets to decide that thing that I'm called to, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it even when I feel scared. I'm going to do it even when that stuff in my head tells me that I can't. I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to take the action anyway, and I'm going to grow my confidence and my skill set and my resources, and I'm going to expand who I am as a result of being willing to give myself the gift of going all in at my own next level because you know what? I'm freaking worth it. So that was our first episode for She Leads a New Future. Have a stunning day and remember, you've got skills and capabilities and things that you are uniquely here for. Don't believe any of the stuff that tells you the opposite. Go and do it anyway. And as a result, your confidence and uh, who you are will expand to meet the level to which you commit to. I'll see you in the next episode.